Welcome to Peep Game Fantasy Football Podcast with your host, Larry McCormick. Welcome, welcome, Peep Game Fantasy Football Podcast, Larry McCormick coming to you live. Look, it's a lot to talk about. I'm coming to y'all today to discuss last night's game between the Buffalo Bills and the Rams and to give you all the who you should start and who you should bench for this weekend's game. So it's a lot to talk about. So let's just go ahead and get right into it. We're going to talk about Buffalo and the Rams last night, okay? Buffalo punished them. I mean, it wasn't even a game after halftime. At halftime, it was 10-10. After that, all hell broke loose. You know, Josh Allen threw for 297 yards, three, three touchdowns, two picks. One of the picks wasn't his fault. Went right through the hands of Isaiah McKenzie. Um, he also added 56 yards on the ground. Singletary, he started the game. Devin Singletary for them. He had eight carries for 48 yards. Zach Moss was six for 15. And James Cook, who people was high on after he got drafted in the second round, he only had one carry for two yards. And then in that one carry, he fumbled the ball. So he had negative fantasy points for managers if somebody started him. Uh, last night, which I wouldn't have because I told you all in the preview the day before to bench all Bills running backs. You know, I say this for me looking at the game as far as the Buffalo side. Singletary, I think that he'd probably be a worthy flex option. I do think Zach Moss is going to be a thing also. So if he's available on the waiver wire, I will put him on your roster. Uh, But... And then Stephon Diggs, he had eight catches for 122 yards and a touchdown. He just he just made Jalen Ramsey look bad. Jalen Ramsey ain't the same corner that he once was. I know he got I know he like to talk a lot of trash and shit, but he ain't the same corner that he once was. I mean, it's, it's, it's obvious. The last few times we see Jalen Ramsey, his ass been getting burnt. You know, he got burnt in the Super Bowl. He got burnt last night. He's not the same corner, even though he's getting paid to be an elite corner. He doesn't have it anymore to me. Gabriel Davis. He had four catches for 88 yards and a touchdown. Jamison Crowder had three catches for 28 yards. Isaiah McKenzie, two catches for 19 yards and a touchdown. And Dawson Knox, he only had one catch for five yards. So if you started Dawson Knox, you were very disappointed in what he brought to the table. Uh, Hopefully things can get better for him week two. And then, you know, the Bills defense had seven sacks. I mean, they punished the Rams' offensive line. You know, and getting on the Rams, you know, Stafford last night, he was 29 for 41, 240 yards, one touchdown and three picks. Cooper Cup, he was still he was still playing like he did last year. He had 13 catches, 128 yards and a touchdown. Tyler Higby had five catches for 39 yards. That's not bad, you know. Sometimes you could get you Probably didn't even have to draft Tyler Higby. Could have got him off the waiver wire. And if you're playing PPR, him giving you five catches and stuff, only 39 yards. But, hey, to get somebody off the waiver wire, a tight end for that matter, to give you that, that's not bad. <clears throat> now, Allen Robinson. You know, all these highlights of Allen Robinson and training camp, 
He looks so good. He's going to have a bounce back year and blah, 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 blah. You watched the game last night. It was like Stafford was, even wasn't looking for him, like he wasn't getting no separation. Watching Allen Robinson last night, this gave me flashbacks of watching him last year when he was with the Bears, how the, nobody felt comfortable throwing him the ball because he wasn't separating from defenders. You know, one catch for 12 yards? That's the best you could do? People were drafting this man as a WR2. So you hope things will get better for him for now. But the first thing first, no matter what, you should not only be getting a couple targets a whole daggone game, especially when the whole second half, the Rams is playing from behind. To only get two, it's very concerning as far as Allen Robinson. So you say, well, Larry, would you start him week two against Atlanta? I would. Okay, I would. If he doesn't show up in week two against Atlanta, I'm sorry. Even with the draft capital, you're going to have to put Allen Robinson on the bench and stuff. Because the last thing you want to do and have the same scenario as last year where people just kept starting him and starting him, hoping eventually he'll turn something around. And the whole season, he never did. Maybe Allen Robinson just doesn't have it no more. Maybe it is. Because they had a guy named, I don't want to butcher his name, Ben Skorinoke. He had four catches for 25 yards. I never heard of him. I never heard of this dude. He looked better than Allen Robinson. I mean, come on now. What the hell was that? For like, for real. I mean, it's sad. And the other big news to take away from the Rams is Darrell Henderson started in front of Cam Akers. Okay? Now, Henderson only had 13 carries for 40, uh, 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 yeah, 13 carries for 47 yards and stuff. He also added five catches for 26 yards. But Cam Akers, three carries, zero yards? Zero yards. You only got three carries and stuff. Like, is your Achilles still bothering you? If so, his ass shouldn't even play yesterday. People will draft the Cam Akers to be their RB2. I don't know what to say as far as Cam Akers. I know I say this, though. Fantasy managers, if you have Darrell Henderson and you're good at running back, and nine times out of ten, you did not start Darrell Henderson last night. Go find out who the Cam Akers owner in your league is. Because right now, I'm sure he's nervous as hell right now. Send him a trade offer. Send him, send him uh, uh, Darrell Henderson. Make sure you get good value back in return and stuff. Because I know that manager right now, he's sitting bricks right now. I don't care if it's just week one. You know, looking at how that went last night, you got to be nervous if you're a Cam Akers owner. That's why me personally, I didn't drive Cam Akers in no league. And I play in 10 leagues because I was worried that what happened last night was going to happen. Now... That's really all, all I can really say about last night games. I want to go ahead and start talking about Sunday games. What everybody wants to know, but they set in their lineups up for Sunday. Who to start and who to bench for Sunday. All right. First game we're going to talk about Pittsburgh versus the Bengals, Okay. As far as the Pittsburgh side, I would start Najee Harris. I would start Deontay Johnson. He said he's good to go over suffering that shoulder injury and the preseason game against the Titans. I take him at his word. Who I would sit, I would not start Mitchell Trubisky. So, no, he has to be benched, okay? And as far as Claypool 
and George Pickens. Maybe maybe with Claypool, you may feel comfortable uh, putting him in the flex. I'm not ready to put George Pickens out there week one. I want to see how it goes first. So I would not start George Pickens. If you have a flex spot, maybe you feel comfortable putting Claypool right there. Uh, but that's, that would be about it. On the Bengals side, I would start Joe Burrow. I would start Joe Mixon. I would start Jamal Chase and T. Higgins. Uh, if you got uh, flex or you got a couple of flexes in your league, you may, you may feel comfortable with starting Tyler Boy. I can see you putting him as a flex. And I would start the Bengals defense against Mitchell Trubisky and see how that goes. The Eagles versus the Lions. For the Eagles side, I would start Jalen Hurts. I would start A.J. Brown. I would start uh, Devontae Smith. I would start Dallas Goddard. And let's get to Miles Sanders. He said he's good to go and stuff. Me personally, like I'm really not feeling Miles Sanders this year. If you drafted him as your RB2, I guess, and I right, then go ahead and start him and stuff. I would prefer to have him in the flex spot or RB3 personally instead of having him in my, as my RB2. And I would sit Gainwell and Boston Scott until we see how this rotation is going to go with the Philadelphia Eagles. On the Lions side, I would start DeAndre Swift. I would start Amara St. Brown. And I would start TJ Hawkinson. I would sit DJ Chark. I would see how, how many opportunities DJ Chark gets in the lineup. And I wouldn't start Jared Goff either. So that, that's how I feel about the Eagles and the Lions matchup. Let's go to the 49ers and the Bears. I would start Trey Lance. I start Eli Mitchell. I start Debo Samuels. Um, I would start as either a WR3 or a flex, Brandon Ayuk for now. And I would start the 49ers defense. On the Bears side, I start Darnell Mooney. I start Cole Komet. I think he's going to get a lot of targets. And I would start David Montgomery. Now, if you drafted David Montgomery as a the uh, RB2, I would start him. Just know that the 49ers do have a very good run defense. So I wouldn't have high expectations week one for David Montgomery. I would prefer to have him as an RB3 or a flex if you're able to do that. And I would sit Justin Fields against that 49ers defense. Next game, Patriots versus the Dolphins. I will start Damian Harris, and I will start Ramondre Stevenson. They both going to get a lot of opportunities. I think the Patriots are going to try to run the ball a lot because their offense did not look good in the preseason. Um, and then that's really – and I will start Hunter Henry. I, I would sit Mac Jones. He would not. He would not play unless you're in a true quarterback league. I would not. I would not have Mac Jones in the lineup or a super flex. Mac Jones would not be in the lineup if you don't play in a super flex or a true quarterback league. And all the receivers. I would. I don't feel confident starting uh, the uh, uh, the uh, Parker. No, I wouldn't start him. I wouldn't start Jacoby Myers. I wouldn't start Kendrick Bourne. I wouldn't start Nelson Aguilar. I would not start none of the Patriots wide receivers. On the Miami side, I would start Tyreek Hill. I'll start Jalen Waddle. I'll start Chase Edmonds. Unless you're in a true quarterback league or a super flex, then I would not start Tua. But if you do play, like I said, in a super flex or true quarterback league, then yes, Tua is, Tua is a good start. And I would not start Mike Gusecki. He definitely would be on the bench also. Hopefully you got a better tight end to play than Mike Gusecki. Next uh, game. The Browns and the Panthers. As far as the Browns, I start Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. 
I start David Njoku because I think Jacoby Brissett is going to look for him a lot. And I'm sorry, unless unless I don't even want Amari Cooper as my R as my WR two. I would prefer Amari Cooper as my WR three or a flex with with, with Jacoby Brissett as a starting quarterback. Um, as and as far as the Panthers, you got Christian McCaffrey and you got DJ Moore. I feel comfortable comfortable starting both of them. I'm not starting no Robbie Anderson or nobody else on there. And as far as Baker, again, super flex. Two quarterback lead. That's it. Next game, the Colts versus the Texans. Of course, you start Jonathan Taylor. You start Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, I will. I'll have no problem as an RB three or flex starting Naheem Hines, and I will start the Colts defense. On the Houston side, I'll start Damian Pierce. I'll start Brandon Brandon Cooks. Um, if you have flex spot, multiple flex spots. Probably wouldn't mind putting Nico Collins there. I think he's gonna be a good sleeper this year. Um as far as uh as far as David Mills, like I said, like I've been saying, true quarterback of or flex, super flex. That's it. And uh the next game, the Saints versus the Falcons. I start Kamar. I start Mike Thomas. They claim that Mike Thomas is going to be good to go. I know he's back at practice, so that is a good thing. And I would start the Saints defense. As far as Chris Olave and Jarvis Landry, if you have flex spots, I wouldn't mind starting them. If you have flex spots and those are your best available players on your bench to put in your flex, then that's okay. On the Atlanta side, the only one I really feel comfortable with starting is Kyle Pitts. As far as Drake London, I wouldn't have him as my WR1 or WR2. Maybe if you feel comfortable, you know, he's still questionable coming into this game over the weekend. So, I don't even know if I feel comfortable having Drake London in his first game in the flex. It might be a wait-and-see approach as far as Drake London. And I am not starting Cordell Patterson against that Saints defense, okay? So, I'm not starting no running back for the Atlanta Falcons. Next game, Baltimore Ravens versus the New York Jets. I'm starting, of course, Lamar Jackson. I'm starting Mark Andrews. I'm starting Rashad Bateman. I'm not starting none of the Baltimore running backs unless you have multiple uh, flex spots if you want to sit there and take a chance with Mike Davis or Kenyon Drake. Because nine times out of ten, I do not think J.K. Dobbins is playing week one. I, I really don't. And if he do, he's not going to really get that many opportunities. But if I had to put money on it, I don't think he's going to play. And on the Jets side, I'm definitely not starting no Joe Flacco. He he definitely. I I, I don't even want to start Joe Flacco in the two quarter uh, quarterback or a uh, super flex league. Uh, Elijah Moore, I would start. And as far as the running backs, Michael Carter is going to be the starter. I don't know what he's going to do on this on this Baltimore Ravens defense. Just like I don't know what Brees Hall is going to do. Maybe you got to start Brees Hall because of your draft capital. You probably drafted Brees Hall to be your RB two in your league. So hey, like I said, he's not starting. I would not have high expectations for Brees Hall week one against the Ravens defense. Uh, to be honest with you. Oh yeah, another thing also, I definitely would start the Baltimore defense versus the New York Jets. Next game, Jacksonville Jaguar versus the Commanders. As far as Jacksonville side, I start Travis Etienne. I start uh, Kristen Kirk. As far as Trevor Lawrence, Superflex two quarterback league. That's it. And I'm not starting. I'm not starting Marvin Jones. On the Commander side, I'm starting uh, Antonio Gibson. Being as though we know that Brian Robinson won't be uh, ready, 
Uh, I'm starting Terry McLaurin. As far as Carson Wentz, two quarterback super flex lead. Jahan Dawson and J.D. McKissick. If you got multiple flex spots in your league, you might could take a chance with one of them. But I'm not really high week one. If I had to lean towards the two, uh, Jahan is starting. I wouldn't mind having one of them in your flex just to see what happens and stuff. But like I said, flex spots only uh, for, for both of them. Next game, the Packers versus the Vikings. Packers side. Starting Aaron Rodgers, nine times out of ten, you drafted him to be your quarterback one. Even though even though Devontae Adams isn't there, you got to have confidence that Aaron Rodgers will find a way to still be a decent fantasy quarterback this year. So I'm starting Aaron Rodgers, and I'm starting Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. But the wild thing is, I don't want to start none of the Packers wide receivers. Um, Alan Lazard is doubtful for today, I mean, for this weekend's game versus the Vikings. So maybe they start Romeo Dobbs, uh, and then they'll have Randall Cobb, and they have Sammy Watkins. I'm, I'm believing in the talent of Aaron Rodgers that even though I'm saying you should bench all the Packers wide receivers, that each receiver will do just, just enough for Aaron Rodgers to at least have decent fantasy numbers. Not great, but at least decent, or not to mention him throwing the ball out the backfield to Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Not to mention, Robert Tanya is off the injury uh, report, so he is playing, and maybe he could get some targets also in to Robert Tanya. Now, I don't feel comfortable starting Robert Tanya. You could put him on your bench uh, get him off the waiver wire, put him on your bench and see how it goes week one. But I don't feel comfortable him coming back from that injury starting him week one. On the Vikings side, I will start Kirk Cousins. If you if you draft the Kirk Cousins because you uh late, because you went heavy on the wide receivers and running backs, I would feel comfortable starting Kirk Cousins. So I'm starting Kirk Cousins. I'm starting Dalvin Cook. I'm starting Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. And we, we keep hearing about all this upside and stuff. Hey, I'll, I'll take a chance, whatever. And depending on if you grab the tight end late and stuff, I will start Irv Smith Jr. in a tight end spot and, and see what he does. So, yeah, that's what I would do. Next game, the Giants versus the Titans. Well, you already know. I'm benching Daniel Jones, sorry ass. I don't even want him in a true quarterback or super flex. As far as the Giants, you got Saquon Barkley, and to be honest with you, that's it. I'm not starting nobody else off the New York Giants. On the Titans side, I would start Derrick Henry. If you flex spots or WR3, I say for Robert Woods. I don't I don't want him as my WR1 or my WR2, him coming back from that injury. All right. As far as Traylon Burks, well, hell, he's not even starting uh, week one. So, hell no, nah, I'm not starting him. I don't even want him in the flex because he's not starting. And I'm not, st- I'm not starting Westbrook, Akeem, the other wide receiver. I'm not, I'm not starting him either and stuff. So, yeah, Derrick Henry and WR3 uh, or flex for Robert Woods. And I'm starting in Titans defense. Next game. The Raiders versus the Chargers. I'm starting Derek Carr. I'm starting Devontae Adams. I'm starting Darren Waller. Looks like he's good to go. I'm starting Hunter Renfro. I wouldn't mind having Hunter Renfro as a WR3 or a flex. And here we have Josh Jacobs. Curious to see how many carries he get and Zamir White and how Josh McDaniel does it. But me, personally, if you drafted 
uh, Josh Jacobs as your RB2, then okay. I would prefer to have him as an RB3 or a flex, to be honest with you, because I would have don't know how this backfield was going to shake out. But that's why that's why how I feel about Josh Jacobs. On the Chargers side, I'm starting Justin Herbert. You're starting Austin Eckler. You're starting Keenan Allen, and you're starting Mike Williams. Okay, and I, I right now I, I would not want to start Joshua Palmer in my flex. I want to wait and see how it goes. I know right now he's the WR three right now for the Chargers, but I'm gonna see how often he's in the game, his snap percentage in the game before I can sit there and say that Joshua Palmer will be a good WR three or good flex. Uh, but that's about it. Just about everybody from each team, you know, you're you're starting that you drafted in fantasy football. You're starting. You know, Sunday evening and stuff. So we'll see how that goes. I would not, and one thing for sure, I would not start the Raiders defense or the Chargers defense. I know both of them spent money in the offseason getting some players on, on the defense, but as it stands right now, I wouldn't feel comfortable starting either one of the defenses in that matchup. The next game, the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Arizona Cardinals. For the Kansas City side, I'm starting Patrick Mahomes, I'm starting uh, Travis Kelsey. As far as Juju, they say he's back to 100%. You got to take their word that that he is uh that he is going to be back. Now, as far as Juju, I would prefer to have him as my WR3 or flex. I know he was getting drafted to be a WR2. I'm nervous about having Juju personally as my WR2. I would, like I said, I I wouldn't want him there. As far as uh Valdez Scantlin Flex. If you got flex spots in order that, he'll be a good flex. And Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Uh, Clyde Edwards, if you got him to be your RB2, then yeah, you're probably gonna have to start him and stuff. I'm curious to see how many opportunities he gets and how often they put in Jerk McKinnon or maybe Ronald Jones or even the seventh rounder, Isaiah uh Pacheco. So I would prefer to have him as an RB3 or a flex, but I understand you having him in your, in, in your lineup. On the Cardinals side, I'm starting Kyler Murray. I'm starting James Conner. I'm starting uh, Hollywood. And look, and look, Rondell Moore, he injured himself in practice the other day with his hamstring. So more than likely, he's not playing this weekend. And I hate to say it. It might not be a bad idea if you if you play in a league with multiple flex spots. Might not be a bad idea to get old ass AJ Green off the waiver wire and see how it goes. Because not only Rondell Moore might not play week one, but it, it sounds like Zach Ertz probably not going to play week one either. They say he's questionable, and if he does play, he's going to be on a snap count which is not good for fantasy. So you might want to pick A.J. Green up off the waiver wise and put him in your last flex if you got multiple flex spots in your league. The last game to talk about, the Sunday night game, is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Dallas Cowboys. On the Tampa side, starting Tom Brady, you're starting Mike Evans, you're starting Leonard Fournette. Godwin is going to come down, I think, to... Uh, Sunday evening, which is tough as far as Godwin being so they play Sunday night. If you got Godwin in your lineup and then they turn around and say that he's not playing, you're going to have to have somebody to fill that void. Maybe somebody from the Monday night game between uh, between Denver and, and Seattle 
you, you're going to have to have a backup plan. So if you got Godwin, might not be a bad idea if KJ Hamler is on the waiver wire just to pick him up just in case Chris Godwin doesn't play. Or if some kind of way, let me see, let me name another player from that game. If Albert Ode tight end, if you could put a tight end in your flex spot, maybe that would be another one that you could put in your lineup. You, you, you have to have a plan if you plan on starting Chris Godwin, knowing that, knowing that they don't play till Sunday night. Or if Russell Gage, who's also on the Buccaneers, is some kind of way on the waiver wire, maybe you want to pick him up just in case he doesn't play and you can plug him in because nine times out of ten, Julio Jones been drafted, so they might not have Julio on the waiver wire. And if Godwin doesn't play, then Julio uh, playing in your lineup, being a WR three, uh, ha- has some appeal to it to see how you know how it goes and stuff. On the Cowboys side, you starting Dak Prescott, you starting Ezekiel Elliott, you starting Ceedee Lamb. You're starting Dalton Sauce, and you also starting Tony Pollard. I wouldn't mind having Tony Pollard as an RB3 or a flex. So that right there concludes all the Sunday games and stuff. When I come to you all Monday, I'm going to discuss the Monday game between the Denver Broncos and the Seattle Seahawks. And I'm going to have also on Monday talk about everything that happened that took place on the Sunday games and stuff, you know, as far as injuries, as far as who balled out, who played like some trash. All of that is going to come to you on Monday. And like I said, Monday, we get back to the regularly scheduled program where I'm going Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So what I'm going to do on Monday, being as though I don't have a show on Tuesday and most waiver wires go through on Wednesday, okay, I'm also going to discuss on on Monday after seeing what takes place over the weekend, who to target as far as getting off the waiver wire. We already know. After week one, that's really when the waiver hard, the waiver wire is hit uh, the hardest because a lot of people are suffering, going on that waiver wire, picking people up after seeing what took place week one. All right? Follow me, Instagram, PeepGame44, or on Facebook at PeepGame Fantasy Football. This is Larry McCormick. See you on Monday. Have a good day, ladies and gentlemen.